Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision-making. I'm here with Peter Coghill, Chris Ragg, and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights. And this week, we're discussing the art of conversation. Nick. I'm not sure if you're quite the right person to go to for this. <laughs> what famed raconteur, Nick Hare? Right. Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking if it was the art, of, if it was you know of, of talking, I'd go straight to you. But well, anyway. let me give you an example of this. Then. Oh, please do. Okay. So, um, I well, actually, the reason I thought of this because I read an interesting article recently, okay. which we will probably discuss. But it was really just saying that. Um, uh, saying that in conversations, pe- there are you know p- people are givers and takers yeah. often, and things go wrong when you get a giver and a taker. That actually, a good conversation is is a bit of both, right? So, yeah. let me. Uh, but it reminded me of a man that I met in um, Louis Armstrong International Airport down in New Orleans, there, um, who was a Mississippi bargeman. Cool. And before you think he was all grizzled and beardy and smoking a cigar, he wasn't. He was like a boring guy in a suit. And I was just, he was, he started a conversation, I think. We were sitting around, I think we are in the bar. And um, I asked him a lot of questions about, you know, what how these barges worked. And he showed me some pictures of his barges. And, you know, there's a lot of barge chat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, then he went off to get his flight. And Tom, my son, said... Um, uh, Dad, did he ask you anything about yourself? And I suddenly realised that he hadn't. Yeah. Didn't bother me. I was actually quite interested in the barge. To barge, be fair, the barge I think game. Anyone would rather be asking questions of him than you in that. Well, instance, maybe. But no, he was a little bit. It, it did get a bit barge heavy at the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the <laughs> the the point is though, the, this article. So this article, the, the argument of it was was that um, takers in conversations tend to think that they're a series of declarations of, of things you say. I use, I say some things, you say some things. Whereas givers think that conversation is about invitations to yeah. expand on something. So givers tend to sort of offer opportunities to people. Yeah. And he, he says that conversations that, that go sounds, wrong. That sounds the wrong way round. Um, well, well. So, so take givers give you opportunities. Takers oh, take I the see. opportunities. So, oh. so yeah. the the, uh, the 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 point is that um, uh, he he says that if you if you have a giver and a taker, then it's very one sided and boring yeah, for potentially both or two takers. But what you can't have is one person who's always who's asking questions, the other one who just thinks, oh, that's great. This person's really interested in me. Or why is this person badgering me? But the point is that you know if they're with another taker, that's fine because the taker will uh, will take just, it. will get on will say something back. So that made a lot of sense to me. But more generally, um, actually, conversation isn't necessarily that easy. Can we learn to get better at it? How do you do it well? When does it go wrong? Nice. And how do we avoid that? And why are even we lot, us lot talking about it? Yeah, Peter. Yeah. The, so the article is is good read. I recommend. Actually, sorry, it. Peter. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you there. Sorry. Um, just briefly at the beginning of this, um, how good a conversationalist are you? You don't have to frame it in this. I think it's relevant, the give take thing. But how good a conversationalist do you think you are generally? Let's do it on a one to ten scale. Um, and, uh, you know, ten, you're a great conversationalist. Interpret it as you that what that means is you want one. You're, you're awful. Um, Peter. Uh, well, well, 
I'll, I'll sort of caveat it. It really de it depends a great deal on how cognitively tired I am. I notice that my I don't I'm not a natural conversation. Wouldn't that be the same for everyone? Well, it, yeah, it is. But I, I, I I've if he's that. asleep, I, he's ten out of ten. I've done, <laughs> some, some of the best <laughs> conversations I've had with Peter. Yeah, yeah I've, I've noticed I'm very sensitive to how tired I am. Conversation for me is often very effortful, especially if it's someone new. Yeah, and there's no sort of. Uh, but the, a lot of the conversation is working out where your shared understanding is yeah. on topics and where you're doing small. I find small talk utterly exhausting and tedious. Yeah. Um, so anywhere between eight, when I'm talking with someone like Nick, yeah. we, can, we can have pretty fast-paced, high-powered conversations. Mm, fast, maybe, yeah, <laughs> go on. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but then like, if I just meet somebody on the street uh, who has got a very different worldview to me and a very different um, understand, level of understanding about things that I'm interested in, it's probably a two and i'm tired you know it's two yeah. i think we're already getting into something here uh chris um well i suppose there are two aspects for me one is i don't naturally talk like to anybody conversation yeah i don't i don't uh naturally talk to people um a little less I, conversation a little more action exactly uh well yeah perhaps um but when i when i do talk to people it's um, I try not to make it appear this way, but it's essentially transactional. Mm. So it, there has to be a function and a purpose to the conversation for me to want to engage in it and to be enthusiastic about it. So the conversation it. itself doesn't have a value in itself necessarily. No, that's right. There's no intrinsic value to me in the art of conversation and discourse. It, uh, there has to be something I want and essentially the person has it. And that might be information. Uh, but it might be okay. Sex. We no. <laughs> <laughs> don't really know where to go with that. Uh, I was I was thinking of less uh, base, yeah, less base uh, things. But yeah, so it might it might be you know I want a particular decision to happen, and the conversation is effectively a vehicle. about getting as close them as close to the decision I want as as possible. Um, so so yeah, but I I I'm I'm not. Give yourself a number. Um, You're very good at faking it, I'd say. Yeah, I'm, no, that's I'm, the conversation later when he's got what he yeah, wants. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to say a five. Okay. Chris um, is our sort of resident psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> we deploy um, him tactfully, you know, you know, yeah, strategically when yeah. we need the uh, yeah. stuff done. Um, we'll come to you a second, Nick. Just me. I would say I, I think I'm a. I'm not, I just don't think I know, and you guys know. I'm a brilliant conversationalist. Uh, straight, I'll give myself a 10. Kind of your job, right? It's, yeah, there's no, there's no accident. That's why I do, because I can't bloody do anything else on this episode, on these, on these shows that we do. No, I think, I think perhaps more than you guys, um, maybe not with Nick, but um, I, think, I think I'm quite socially aware and socially sensitive. I don't mean as in like I, you know, recycle my my clothes, my, you know, my um, your banter. Yeah, no, I definitely recycle that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I think I'm sort of quite socially aware and socially sensitive. I feel quite uncomfortable qu quite easily socially, and therefore I, I think I'm quite good at try and sort of g things along, get things moving. I think I can be too much of a, of sort of a, a, a giver in conversation. I, I, my daughter tells me when I meet new people to stop interviewing them. Yeah, um, I, I've noticed that you do. You do oh, really, you do, you're yeah. very you, you're exactly the sort of people. You, 
the sort of person you want to have at parties. Have a, bring a few of you around at parties because yeah. be brilliant. You get the sort of conversation going. But yeah, you do. You you, you not that I want to critique you, but Go you for do. It. You do sort of you switch into a kind of interviewing mode. Interesting. When you're you know when we're having a sort of Interesting. Com- Tell me a more. Heart, <laughs> a heart to hearty kind of conversation. Yes. You go into interviewing mode. Rather do than I? Than, Interesting. Yeah. Which in itself could be off-putting and stop people from opening up. Anyway, well, we'll knock off half a point. Nine point five. Nick, I think I'm I'm in a very similar vein to you there, yeah. Fraser. Maybe with You're slightly both really different. Really good at talking about how modest you are. Uh, yes. Maybe slightly different methodologies Nick's conversationally. But I think the uh, like I'm a real space filler. I can't stand mm. silence, and mm. so I guess for that reason I've evolved a, a lot of sort of tactics to to kind of get things going and um they're definitely i'm definitely not a, a taker so I, I it'll be very much like oh you know what are you what have you been doing and tell me more about this thing and what do you think about this kind of thing mm. um which i think well i i say this i think a lot of people would be surprised and think that i talk about myself a lot but i don't i actually <laughs> don't really talk about myself very much but i do do a lot a of talking on that <laughs> no but i mean i do a lot of talking but i don't actually talk about myself very much mm, but the, but the like point is i data. think it's fairly similar fairly similar to to you i think yeah i think you're about right yeah. a thing that that i feel like you know it usually falls to me zoom call or something there's six people not saying anything i feel i feel the weight of responsibility on my shoulders to get things going yes interesting we're not so different you and i know one of the the few things we have in common i think is but yeah i think um, we have a lot of things in common (laughs) as hateful as you might find yeah uh so you uh, give yourself a eight eight or a nine uh, no i go eight eight and a half yeah yeah um i've and i I think that was a good idea that we started off with that i i interrupt you peter before i do but um I had a mate, a very good mate, you know, along for many years, and actually, in the end, I gave up because he was definitely a taker, mm. and I just got fed up, you know, just like, hey, I'm super interesting as well, which you guys know that, but um, and we're no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I had enough. Ads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter, well, sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, just a few things about that classification, that sort of binary classification. One, it's not. People aren't one or the other. They're, mm. they're giving and taking are modes in the conversation. So you, everyone is both. People might have a preference, but it's a tendency to one or the other. But it's about the mode of the conversation, the mode that you're entering in that conversation with. And it's also, it, it also worth pointing out that although the word taker seems to have negative connotations, it's not. It's not neither one is better or worse than the other. Um, that the, the in, in many ways givers are j- just as bad. Mm. Um, the, the, a, be, a, be, a better they start in interviewing you. Yeah, kind of a, a better yeah. kind of class of names for the kind of more neutral might be something like um, a sort of questioner and a um, proclaimer or or or, or, or a state or, you know someone stating something. Answerer. Answerer. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe answerer. Yeah. Um, reading the article, the, the way the, this classification scheme that he, he's got. When you have two takers, that's the kind of conversation you have between people who are uh, advanced in their field, who know a great, you have a great deal of shared understanding and a great deal of kind of personal trust. That's the mode of conversation where you are firing lots of ideas off of each other. Mm. So it's not just take, taking is not necessarily just taking airtime out of the conversation. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's making statements that then the other person can then challenge or build on. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, t- he uses this, he, he uses the term doorknob, which I don't particularly like, but he, he says it's uh, an affordance. In other mm. words, a thing that people leave in a conversation that enables oh. other people to do. I think super crucial. Better. Super crucial. So I think it's better to think of them as like handles, things that will help you, but you mm. want lots of them around. And um, so yeah, what absolutely. I was, what I, one thing I, I looked at, I, ve- I was trying to remember what the terrible interview was. Um, and it, it turns out it was Meg Ryan being interviewed by, by Parkey. Mm. And now a lot of people criticize Parkey. And actually, really? In this, in this in particular context. Interview, yeah, yeah. Really? Um, I've seen that. And, yeah, and sorry, I think it actually does look very much like if you wanted a study of what does it look like when you've got a giver and a taker really not working out because he says things like he, he, he like his first question is um so you said acting doesn't come naturally to you and she just says i did as though he's making a statement as though he's saying something and she just responds by saying oh did i say that whereas what he's doing is inviting her to expand on that and to give us some thoughts and that is broadly what happens throughout the interview he he says something which is clearly an invitation for her to expand on it and she acts as though he's just made a statement and she's like, oh, OK, yeah, right. But he's and it's and he's, and it's he's fulfilling his awkward. job, his duty. I mean, that's his job. He's an yeah, interviewer. I, right? I think and that's right. I think I think a lot of the criticism comes from a, a feeling that it should look more like a conversation. But of course, most of the time you don't notice what Park he's doing because he's very good. Mm. Uh, getting people to talk about themselves. My, my interpretation of that, that particular in, interview is that it seemed to me like they were both exhausted or something. Yeah, they, yeah, neither of them kind of wanted to be there. They, yeah. just, mm. they both needed a couple of coffees and a lie down for a bit. Because <laughs> yeah. um, they, they, you know, both personalities are usually quite different. But, mm. um, but, um, I can't remember what we're meant to be talking about. I mean, oh, I know the it's the art of conversation, conversation, but how did we well, we've seen we've rambled off into a different direction. We, we, we've now. done it, haven't we? That, yeah. That's sort of good. Um, so I've no idea where we're going, what we want to ask, or what we want to find out. But therefore, Chris, you're the perfect. Yeah. Person. Well, I was ju- I was just going to sort of say I think all of this um, boils down. I mean, there's a, there's a third category of, of of person which I don't think we've we've really touched on. I mean, we're assuming there's only two parties in a in a conversation but i think there's also the sort of observer you know role within a conversation which is passive but still you know still part of of it which is is simply listening to all that's being said by other people that are that are talking and not necessarily interjecting so that being the case and that that links in something that just occurred to me which is you were talking about when it was just say one on one the 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 idea for you of a conversation is uh, almost like an informa- information exchange or so, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. And I said, well, hey, what about the conversation itself? Does that have value? And maybe that slightly lends itself to this when you said, what about if there's more people there? But, you know, what what is conversation for well, really? Well, well unless right. It is just so, that, so I mean, and I, I, and I sort of thought about this a little bit. And I, from my point of view, you know, there are there are the, the purpose of the conversation determines what how you should engage in that conversation what you should be doing and you know i I was thinking about reasons for conversations um you know one of which being to influence people right so you want them to do a particular thing uh in in which case you know you might be more on broadcast you might be trying to make your case right as a uh, you know as as an argument um but equally you might seek to flatter them by you know drawing them into the conversation and praising them and allowing them if you happen to know they like 
to expound their pet theories, you know, to, to let them do that. Um, but then, you know, there are, are, f f there's also the idea of gaining information, you know, so you, you turn up to a conversation in order to find out what the latest news is, you know, or in days gone by, that would have been your source of information, right? Conversations at the, at the local um, village. You might use it as a sounding board. So you might go into a conversation to sort of seek somebody's advice, which is related in a way, but you go, I've got an idea I'm, or I've got a dilemma. You know, what, what do you think I should do? I'm, I'm planning to do this. Does that sound right to you? You know, and you're actually specifically trying to seek advice on a, on a particular thing. Um, but then there's like, there's people like, I think you and Nick for, for whom it's a source of stimulus or entertainment or, or like people talk about company, right? Bonding. You know, Bond, bonding. bonding. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Another uh, another act is to yeah to, to reinforce shared understanding and and, and, and group. Not even that. It's literally it's, it's, doing something while you're hanging out. I think. Yeah. Like. Yeah. You Whereas know, I find yeah. conversation as a as, as a, so I, I mean I've heard this phrase. I don't particularly like it, but sideways talking. Oh, I don't know what that means. What, what's... So the idea is, and 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 it, and it actually strikes a a, a, um, a kind of it resonates with me is it's easier to talk to people meaningfully when you're not sat looking at them, when you're doing something. So you're out walking gotcha. and you're chatting to yeah, them. Or playing yeah, a board yeah, game. Yeah, you're driving, driving whatever, is right? a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and that's, that's absolutely true. I, I, oh, I don't know. The, the, I'm not a fan. I don't like the about... whole sort of, oh, come down and sit down beside you and we can have a little cosy yeah, chin wag. No, 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 that's, that's, that's not the point. That's not what Chris is saying. That's yeah. what no, that's, is saying. Side, that's not sideways talking. So, so, that's actually, I that's mean, even sitting next to someone and talking to them, but But the idea that the conversation itself, so when people go, let's go to the pub, right? I think, no, let's not go to the pub. That sounds terrible. Because the... What you're actually doing is while you're, you're drinking there, you're, th it's all about the conversation, right? Mm. And yeah. that's the focus. To me, conversation is not um, a thing a, you would ever voluntarily do. No, but right. but but I'm <laughs> but I'm interested in conversation. It's just there has to be something going on. But you'd happily go that, and play football with a group of people, but you wouldn't yeah, sit in a no pub and chat to the, them. No, exactly. There's Whereas no I'm the opposite. But if you if you went for a walk with with somebody, you're sort of walking, but you're, you, the the chat is incidental to the activity, and I think that for me is. Um, so, but for some people, they just want the chat, and they're happy with just the chat, and and mm. so that's another you know source of yeah uh, purpose. Yeah, I them. think if 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 you're entertained just by having conversations with people, like I suppose I am. Yeah. Uh, and I think Fraser is. There yeah. doesn't need to be a reason to do it. You know, yeah. Um, you also have to be I, comfortable I've, with it as well. I've, 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 I have sort of entertained a fly defensive before. If I ever went on holiday with Nick, it would be involving sitting in a in a pub playing poker, face to face, drinking whiskey, just talking about stuff. Okay. If I ever Sounds went good. on holiday with Chris, we'd go sailing. Right. We'd be on a yacht, and we wouldn't say anything for two <laughs> weeks. Okay, and only one of you comes back. Well, no, we both come back. We'd and the other a, one looks suspiciously both, fatter we'd than when they left. We'd have, we'd have a great time, uh, but we would only converse when it was necessary to do something. Could you pull that in line nautical in, slang. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Splice the main brace yeah, and stuff. Yeah. 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 Hold on, Peter. Hello. 
Um, I've never thought about going on holidays. You did plan a biking holiday. Didn't yeah, we you? did actually. We did actually. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't. You didn't need to imagine it because it was going to happen and didn't happen. But yeah. I mean, actually, because I was useless. Yeah. Um, well, I my f f sort of the fancy I have about holidaying with Fraser is that it, we plan it and nothing ever happens. Well, we're supposed to go on holiday with each other. Yeah, aren't we've we? talked we've about got this, a plan we? to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Peter, all I can say is if we did go, we'd have an amazing time because I'm fantastic company. Yeah, yeah. You'd be asking me. All sorts of <laughs> weird questions. I would, I yeah. would, I would, I would. So we, I just throw in a bit of data because I think we have, we're talking about the two-way conversation, which I think has yes. rules of its own. Yes. Um, the chap who wrote the article, Adam Mastroianni, he has actually produced some studies. He's an mm. academic. I think, where did he, who has wh where was this produced? Was it in general press? It was on or? a Substack article. So it was just Substack a, is. Uh, it's like a, a blogging blogging yeah. thingy but, but, but it's, it's in reference to a, a paper a published paper yeah he's uh, he's he's done he's done studies into conversation yeah. but anyway what well, the interesting but one I, he looked he, at but he, i think interestingly points out that you know conversation is obviously hugely important to us as a species but it is actually quite an understudied kind of area mm. Mm. yeah so he um did a study whether he, he listened to nearly a th or he got people to have conversation about a thousand conversations he, he studied um, and found out how accurately people estimated uh, when their partner wanted the conversation to end. Um, and, you know, people tend to do that with what they call closing rituals, which is saying, ah, so anyway, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, apparently people are really bad at it. So the average conversation lasted 14 minutes and the average participant wanted the conversation to be six minutes different in length it's shorter either or longer long, either, well, both. on average longer but actually the spread was was very even so yeah, it's yeah, sort yeah. of you know for every person who wanted the conversation to end five minutes earlier there was another one who wanted it to go on for longer yeah yeah um and so people but people's estimates of when of when they want when their partner wanted it to end are really a way off as well so yeah. so we're basically we're, very, we're actually pretty bad on average at you know getting that bit of conversation right the, mm. i mean as he said there's not very much data about it but anyway i just thought i'd throw that in to give it a mention that that there is some evidence that that you know people are not on average very good at and even that, that, even knowing when to end the conversation I mean, that definitely sort of challenges with personal experience and intuition because you, you know you go you you meet somebody or you bump into somebody and um you talk for 10 minutes and you're like oh i wish i could wish we could keep talking you know you've got to get a bus or whatever but then there's plenty of conversations where you think, I wish that bus would come. Oh, I wish I had, yeah. yeah, come on. Where you you yeah. accidentally fall into the road and break <laughs> your leg yeah. to get away from them. Yeah, well, I think the... Uh, so what I wanted to do was to, was raise the the additional issues of multi-way conversations. Okay, before because you Because I've got do, my own personal... Definitely, yep, yeah, definitely. Bear. Just a couple of things, and I have to tread carefully. What we've not talked about here is some other things like cultural stuff, but mm. also um, uh, gender and things like that because I think myself quite chatty um, but in the words of Mickey Flanagan I think he says I just don't have the conversational capacity uh, that I can't supply the needs that my wife has <laughs> for, for, for talking and I feel, I feel like a, a bit like that sometimes. really oh, okay God, yeah. yeah no I've said well it's the other way around with me, me and Ros so I'm the I'm the talker yeah now that sounds uh, about yeah but yeah. I, th I think that's that's when people are comfortable that's it's like fine once it's understood it's yeah. if it, it's if there's a failure of expectations you know yeah I think there's this um, sense uh, of conversation that is about uh, externalizing your thoughts, mm -hmm. right? And so I think I think, and, and this kind of links a little bit to, to 
personality, right? So, I mean, obviously you've got the sort of introversion, extroversion, very well-defined um, spectrum of, 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 you know, facet of personality. And um, and they have shown links to, to you know, um, you know the extent to which people participate in conversations based on uh, on that but um essentially i think for people who like me who find conversations difficult there's there's this confusion about the need to externalize lots of things so i've got it's not like i sit here and there's a blank thing going on it's like i'm filtering the bits that get exposed to the world right and there's there's all sorts of things going through my head some people for whatever reason and I, and I don't I haven't looked at data whether it's gender or cultural based although it's easy to imagine that there might be relationships but I don't feel the need to externalize the things going on in my head I just I have and the conversation and that's good for everyone right so. yeah yeah probably <laughs> they're um, best kept in a vault <laughs> But most, but most people, or, or a lot of people, say all the things going through their head all the time, mm. and and and, mm. and I and I find that, to me, as an introvert, who who, um, you know, what is introversion? It's about locking yourself away a little bit from stimulus or not wanting as much stimulus. It's like, please don't impose all of that on me, <laughs> right? Because I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want that. Um, I've got nothing. I'm not. I'm not giving you back. Yeah. What yeah. Exactly. Your, it's not fair. I've got. I've got I'm enough not... work doing filtering my own <laughs> thoughts, let alone <laughs> yeah. filtering yeah. yours. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to come onto your multi-way thing in a second, just before we do, because actually, Chris, and this ties into that one we did about uh, actually with exactly the same participants on humour once, and, and what's funny, what's not. I think I can be quite tedious company a lot of the time, because I'm, I'm way too much think? like you said, <laughs> which I just bang on and just just say whatever sort of just popped out of my head. And who wants to know that it's actually not that interesting um whereas uh, with yourself uh, and, so, and so there's an, a kind of an inflation around uh my you know what comes out of me whereas whereas you with you because you're more reticent actually you're, you're one of the classic thing is you know they don't say much but when they do it's worth listening to it's that kind of thing and i think there's definitely an element in that and we talked about that with your humor as well um but but there's a there's a bit about conversation where i think we all think conversation is the words that are happening. It's the vocalized sound. That's the conversation, right? right? But actually, I think there's a there's a, a, another dimension to the conversation, which is what is somebody's appetite for receiving those those words? You know, do, do, do there need to be words there at all, or can it be companionable silence? Just sit and, there in companionable silence. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We'll just not go, for me. You go to another room. We're going down yeah, the path. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't cope with it. So. Um, Nick, multi-way conversations. Tell us. Yeah, well, I, I, it's just that I think they are a whole different ball game. Um, Peter, you tell us about multi-way conversations. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, like, and I, and I think there has a lot of costs and benefits. As soon as you're in three, four, five, I don't think a multi-way conversation can really go that much bigger than that. To be honest, mm -hmm. um, it, and and there is that sort of Unless instability in some way. Well, then it becomes a sort of focus group or something yeah, isn't it like but a courtroom or something. yeah but there's yeah. this there's this kind of inst there's this unstable number of people which is about six where it wants to be two and one conversations at once yeah but, i was going to say maximum i could probably but, have would but be i think five the, and feel the, comfortable in that yeah exactly yeah. i think so i think when you look at those kind of conversations it um then it's much easier actually for all concerned in some ways 
Um, because, you know, the kind of introverts, they can sit back. The pressure is off. No one, almost always in a multi-way conversation, no one is actually the target of the conversation. Whereas if there's two of you, really, if you're asking a question, there's only one person who can answer that. Whereas multi-way, it's much more about throwing things out into the middle and for people to pick up. But you do need, you need two people like that. You've got to have a couple of people. Um, I have a, my personal bugbear. I, and I really hate this, is when we're in a multi-way conversation and the person next to me is like, oh, that's quite interesting what you were just saying there. Can I just have a little... Mm. And they're trying to pull me out of the conversation so mm. they can have a chat with me. Mm. That drives me nuts. That's not how it works. And the... the um the that other, would make me feel awkward. The other menace is rude, the like, late yeah. contributor. Okay. For some reason, you get a lot in, and it, they're related. It's what Peter does in our podcast. Rela- it is exactly like it, but it's, it's related to that. In, in, it's the it's the someone who says, "Oh, I was really interested in what you were just saying like uh, three minutes ago," and you're like, "No, the conversation's moved on. This is a group effort now. If there's two of us, that's fine, but we're all rowing together in this ship of conversation. Yeah, and you are now are trying to talk about something that happened back there. Um, so yeah, but it, but yes, I, I, I think it's interesting. It's an I interesting. Can- <laughs> dynamic yeah because i completely agree but i was just imagining we're very much on the same page with that i was imagining four or five people exactly like you and me dreadful right? wouldn't that be awful yeah because you can have everyone say hey let's all have a conversation together right now it just somehow wouldn't work you kind of do need each plays their part somehow we need peter we need chris we don't think we do but we need chris oh, just sitting do. there we oh, need him sitting do. there silently they're in the, the conversational corner, team going, players going oh my god i yeah. wish you know phrase was but shut no, up. just the, the pressure's off a bit no i suppose i'm just all, all i'm saying is right you get to slack off a bit if you're yeah. an introvert in a big group like that but you uh, i suppose what i'm saying is your responsibility the 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 price you pay for slacking off is you do have to slightly sublimate the introversion sometimes and jump in because those conversations move a lot faster. You know, so you do have to jump in. You, whereas introverts, one of the characteristics is that they will think and formulate their thoughts before speaking, whereas you or I will do the thinking on the fly. Absolutely. Uh, we'll kick off a sentence and we think, oh, I, can, I can work out how this <laughs> sentence is going to end yeah. before I get to the Absolutely. end. Absolutely. And so I, I think that's the, that's the flip side is, you, you know, the downside of, of uh, or the, yeah, the downside of being, a, of, being, of being able to slack off in a multi-way conversation is you've got to be faster. Yeah. And um, or um, bring something else to the table, like you're the one who's you just get invited because you're rich and buy all the beers, or you're fantastically good looking. Um, hmm. Most or, of the time, they won't turn up to the conversation though; they'll stay at home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. More we'll come around their house. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, okay. Uh, what else, Peter? Uh, although the article describes how the the, the the art of conversation is a fairly um, understudied area there are there are lots of kind of niche areas of study i'd say um and the uh, a, a place that nick and i spend a lot of time in this sort of the rationalist movement there's a lot there's a lot of published work in in in, in gray literature's of blogs and things about how you know strat- some ways of classifying good and effective conversations between people with differing views how to try to maximize your effectiveness in conversation how to disagree with people effectively and and constructively and that sort yeah. of thing lots and lots of really interesting and well thought out um taxonomies of how it's done badly or well or, or approaches and uh, and pitfalls and things so th- it's not uh, it's not completely un- unknown but that's really aimed at a particular kind of conversation that's like you have a established level of trust you know you want to have a conversation with somebody you may have differing views um 
uh, and it's how to approach that in an effective way that doesn't cause arguments. Yeah, it sounds well, like... See, well, it's interesting because there's a, there is a very high prevalence of autism in the rationalist movement. If, it, you know, if you're autistic, these kinds of things don't come naturally. Yeah. Much harder to know. You don't naturally know how to, how to interact with other people as easily. I it don't makes need sense. these guides. It I'm makes great sense already. That you would, but it makes but sense that you would like study yourself, it. Peter. You would study <laughs> it and go, okay, well, actually, we need to, we need to work out what the rules are here. Yes. When someone says that kind of thing, how do I know? Typical thing, you know, if you're autistic might be, well, how do I know when this person's making a joke? And how do I know when they're actually being serious? Um, you know, what kinds of cues can I look for? So it does make sense to me. That's the kind of area you would see people, you know, high IQ, um, uh, sort of mildly autistic people would be really good at working out how to be good at conversation, I think. And some of, the, some, of the, some of them I've read are quite deep. They'll, they'll, they'll explore particular sort of rhetorological mechanisms and say how to do them constructively rather than uh, mm. poorly. Anyway. Um, well, no, ironically, kind of, I mean, what? Just, well, all these guys on conversation have just completely switched me off and made me bored, actually. Well, well I was going to so, say, yeah. what we should do is now move on to skit tips. Really? Tips and tricks. Okay. Well, we can, how, we do, can. How, could, how can people get better at conversations? Peter, what are the conclusions from your study? This is... Go on. Which study? This you, study. You're looking at the things that the rationalist oh, um, people have... What are the, what are the kind of well, handy takeaways? it's a bloody mindful. It's easier just to stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it then. Yeah. Okay, shut your up. Takeaway from do this. it all in text. Yeah. yeah, do you want to be a good conversationist? For, for, Stop talking. Yeah, for, for, forward slash S for sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Forward slash R for rhetorical. <laughs> you I should thought, say that's that That's all in, you need. Yeah. But do you, do you do use that in actual... Verbal conference. Do you say forward slash R at the end of? The I, I should do sometimes yeah. because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, people close to me are, are terrible at picking up when I'm speaking hyperbolically uh, or or um, making a joke. And I, yeah, yeah, it's like hilarious, brilliant. That yeah. was a joke just then, though. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> I think I need to do that as well. Um, no, look. So look. I mean, I, tips and tricks. I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to go onto that. But I mean, All right. if you want to. No, I, I mean, mean, I I don't know. I just thought it might be a good place to start wrapping up. Like, how do you how wh what things have you changed about the way you talk to people? Nothing. That really? Yeah, no. Right. That's, you know, you haven't. I've got it. Changed so. or improved or learned anything in the last twenty five years? Yeah, no. I think the only thing actually is because it is my job um, is. I think one of the reasons why I got in, one of the things I probably enjoy most about making films, but also even just photography, which you wouldn't necessarily associate with it, is the people side of it and, you know, building that rapport, um, which if you're doing a portrait, let's say in photography, is, I personally, I think is really important. Um, and so therefore, so I think that's what that interest or proclivity took me there anyway, but maybe that's refined a bit. And I think I've got better and something I really enjoy is drawing people out mm. of themselves and how do you go about doing that? I think I'm quite good at that. Maybe I do that a little bit too much when I've just bumped into someone at a party I've never met before and I start interrogating them. Um, but, I, well, I mean, for example, you want to get someone talking, first of all, trust, basically. Just that they trust that you're a nice person, that you're not, you're not out to do anything horrible to them or you're not trying to show them up or, you know, that, that you're genuinely interested in that person. Right. But also, actually, the second thing, the way to get someone talking is if I want to know, um, you know, yeah, if I want to get you talking, we've never met and I just bump into you and we're all sitting next to each other on the bus and we we start out with a small talk somehow. Um, but where does it end? Yeah. But if I want to know more about you, I wouldn't say, so tell me about yourself. You know, what I would say is, 
Um, What's with the hair? <laughs> yeah, no, I would say like you got mad hair or something like that, or or a classic and I one. I would think you're a total dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But think. but you might, but you might start talking. That's the key. I definitely wouldn't. Well, I would find a way. I think you picked I mean, the wrong person to sit with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but look, I'm, I'm explaining this really badly. <laughs> but a good way. I might of... retort what happened to your hair. Yeah, something like that. So we would stop talking. Oh, absolutely. Now yeah. there we go. This is like a co- a buddy a buddy movie yeah. where yeah, you, yeah. Did, you rubbed along badly at the beginning. And right there you go. Oh no, actually, Baldy uh, and the Fro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but no. Listen, actually, I'm re- explaining really. But a good example of this is what's called um, "What's in Your Bag" exercise, which I did at documentary filmmaking school. You go up to a stranger, you've got a camera, and you go, oh, "Excuse me, what, what's what's in your bag?" Right. And although, if, if you did that without it's a camera... It's the body of the deceased, sir. Can you move on? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. If you did that without a camera, you would get beaten up. But because you've got a camera, it gives you license to do that. But suddenly, and so they open up the bag, and I've done this, and it, it just works beautifully. People start bringing out stuff, items, and, you know, and they'll start telling you about their life and their children and all sorts. And, that's, and so, so that's my point, is you, you go the indirect method, and, but you, you cut to the chase with something, but not with what you so think So any it is. budding spooks or undercover police officers... Camera. Ca- carry a yeah. camera. Yeah. 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 Um, all, all I was... I mean, it's just that I was going to say, I think my conversation game, what made it get better was probably your point, but a bit more succinctly (laughs) put, if you can imagine such a thing, which is that I used to think that being good at conversation was thinking of interesting things to say. Mm. And I think when I discovered it was actually more about being interested in the person you're talking to, be they ever so boring, it makes things much easier. Like you can, you just don't, the pressure's off. You're like, okay, that's interesting. So how did you do that? You know, why did you do that? That kind of thing. It just sort of, Mm. you know, Yeah, yeah. 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 Question, question, question. Um, what is either the best conversation you've ever had or witnessed or the worst you've ever been in or witnessed? And you could even see it on TV. Is that any good or not? Or do we like that or not? Well, yeah, I... No? It's tricky. Funnily enough, you don't really remember conversations. Like... Yeah, you don't. You don't go. Oh yes, I remember that conversation. It's it's like that was a really good one. I mean, I I can I can remember at least a couple of dates, first dates that have been on, and um, I'm already getting these are going to be the bad ones, not the good ones, right? And yeah, bad ones, and and just just like for whatever reason, the conversation never really kicked off, and. you know, it's because they didn't turn up. Yeah. Well, they turn up, and they're either you know they, I can they might be exhausted, not, yeah. or they just take one look at you and go, yeah, no. Uh, but they just they're just trying to you know be polite, you know, see it for, through for an hour or so. So it's, you know, but, but there's obviously just no interest there at all, uh, and the conversation is just incredibly hard. Some of them wouldn't even fill in Peter's three-page <laughs> checklist. I know. Yeah, they w- they wouldn't do the uh, Myers Briggs and that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, basic level entry stuff. Uh, no, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, um, uh, that sort of. That, but I can't think of any specific examples. But no, I, well, that's good. I've I think got memory I, of that kind of yeah. thing going on. I think we're on fertile ground. I think I defend this question. Um, I'll go because Chris is going to have another bad one, so I'll give a good one. Um, 
And actually, it's more of an encounter. I do like encounters. So I'm doing a, a project walking along the Lincolnshire coast at the moment. And it's a kind of a pilgrimage. I'm taking photographs. I'm not really sure what it's about, but I think it's about life and death and, and, and metaphysics and so on. And then this bloke just started talking to me. And I said, well, who are you? And what, 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 we, what we found out, uh, basically, he's, he was a retired vicar who wasn't sure if he believed in God. So he's doing the same thing. But no, he was just out walking his dog. But, um, but, um, but then, I mean, that, well, that was perfect. And I just felt, okay, well, this is brilliant. This was, you know, um, a gift, if you like. So that, I can think that was a really, and we had a really good conversation. We went back to his house and had a chat, you know, a cup of tea. Um, uh, Nick? Well, I think I can define the, the ideal conversation, I think. Uh, because things like it have happened. But it's it, it's that thing of, it's when you meet a stranger where you've got exactly the right level of give and take. Mm. And, you know, you discover that you're interested in the same things, that, but they know about different things to you and you're kind of chipping in together and, you know, the hours go by and you get the whiskey out, you know, and it's three in the morning, which, you know, it's happened a few times, often when you're on holiday you or you're ready, you're feeling kind of, yeah, maybe. And you're feeling kind of, um, you know, you're feeling more open to things. Yeah. Uh, to go back to Peter's point about your state of mind, you know, having a big mm. difference. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think that, that sort of the ideal, it's, it's conversations with strangers on trains. Yeah. You know, I, I've had several, you know, where you've been on a long train journey or you've or coach journey even, and mm. the person that you're, next to you know happens to be you've got a really good time and then you maybe never see them again mm, absolutely yeah. ideal yeah, yeah you don't have to have a friendship you just have a really good conversation and yeah, no. call it a day well, that makes you all feel nice and warm and fuzzy yeah, yeah. talking um, of warm and fuzzy yes yeah. yeah well i i, I think for me if, I've, if this is a bad conversation then i've no qualms about ending it there yeah. and there <laughs> that and means there. he's not getting what <laughs> yeah. he wants yeah mm. exactly like i, I or, or if I don't, you know, like um, if you get the knock at the door and it's, you know, religious sect day or, you know, salesperson B, um, I've no qualms about shutting the door in their face. And a lot of people are, are, are happy Whoa, to. Whoa, I would happy never to. do that. But would yes, you sorry, not? Go, no. Okay. No. But I also have the equivalent of shutting the door in people's face when they're not at my door. You know, of, mm. of like, if, like you know, chuggers or, um, mm. uh, but but or or people, people I don't know, talking to me on public transport. Oh, oh god, they. it's the worst. Yeah, right. So 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 I have I have that sort of mechanism. So I'll, I'll just end the Fraser conversation with a camera think. asking yeah. to look in your <laughs> bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like you really don't want to see this bag. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, but in terms of good conversations, I had a. One of the best conversations I can remember, actually, yesterday, only oh, yesterday. Okay. Um, I, I won't go into the details of it, uh, but essentially, it was uh, talking to somebody um, about who you already knew. They were no, no, no. Okay, it's no, a stranger. It was the first time I'd spoken to them. Okay. It was a it was a work call, mm -hmm. uh, and it related to sort of the future strategy of of our business. Right? Sounds okay. really boring, but. They knew loads of things that were helpful. Okay. And they told, You're getting lots of information. They told those things to me. This isn't a conversation, but anyway, go 45, on. 45 minutes. Yeah, but I, we were... I told there them go, about our business. That's a optimal conversation, isn't I it? I told yeah. them about our business. They told me loads of things that were useful to my business. Yeah. And, I ca and honestly, it was... It was really exciting. Yeah, Chris um, doesn't want conversations. He wants a library of information. Yeah. yeah. Just download yeah. it. 
But did you feel emotionally satisfied? Very emotionally satisfied, okay. yeah. Because I'd got what I wanted from the, <laughs> from the conversation. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, actually, I, I had a good conversation yesterday also with a... Uh, oh, you were on the site? You were on the... No, different You were having a call with, with, with Chris, that's what it was. So, yeah. yeah, I just talked and talked and talked. Yeah. And Chris kept nodding his head. Yeah. No, I, I was uh, uh, talking with someone we're going to be working with on a project. Um, and kind of is sort of me giving a quick introduction to what the project is and i and i because i know this guy quite well and i know he's very good at his job and very technical i knew i could pitch it at a very high level and he was making all the right kind of asking the right kind of no questions making the right kind of noises that i knew he was getting it to me that was a, it felt like a highly effective conversation because had i explained the same thing to Fraser, for example, I'd have to start base principles and it would take What's a lot, lot, well, What's tomato? I would say, what does base principles mean? That's what I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it would be, felt it would be and then, but then it, would, yeah, it just felt very efficient and very kind of productive because we covered a lot of things in a very short period of time. Yeah, I think we should stop talking. Um, yeah, because what you two are into in conversations is definitely not what me and Nick are into. Yeah, yeah. On that bombshell. I think you guys should stop talking. Me and Chris will keep talking, but we just don't say anything. We yeah. just sit quietly yeah. in each Monologue, other's company. Yeah. Not yeah. dialogue. Well, yeah. Just sit there staring at each other. Yeah. All right. Let's stop there. Um, thank you, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. We've been here with Nick Hare, Peter Cockle, and Chris Ragg of Aleph Insights. Until next time, goodbye. Mm -hmm.